Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 15th of December. India recorded nearly 22,000 fresh COVID-19 cases today, which is the lowest single-day spike since July. The total number of cases in the country now stand at 99.1 lakh or 9.9 million. With 354 new deaths, the virus has caused 1.4 lakh fatalities so far. Today, 79 students and staff members of IIT Madras tested positive for COVID-19 a day after the institute was placed under temporary lockdown. With this, the total number of cases in the campus have now gone up to 183. Tamil Nadu Health Secretary J. Radhakrishna blamed campuses and negligence towards safety protocols for the spike in cases. The state government had allowed the opening of educational institutions from the 7th of December. Meanwhile, the centre has asked states to utilise data generated at the district level, especially from electoral rolls, to identify and prioritise people below the age of 50 with comorbidities who are expected to receive COVID-19 vaccinations in early 2021. The states are also allowed to use their mechanisms in the prioritisation as health comes under state control. Also, the government has decided to cancel the winter session of the parliament due to the pandemic. This comes after Congress leader Adi Ranjan Chaudhary sent a letter to the Speaker urging him to convene a short winter session of the Parliament to discuss important issues such as the farmers' agitation. Parliamentary Affairs Minister Prahlad Joshi stated in a letter to Chaudhary that the government is only willing to have the next session of the Parliament at the earliest in January next year. Prime Minister Narendra Modi reached out to the farmers in Gujarat's Kutch district today and said that the opposition is spreading fears. He said, and I quote, a conspiracy is going on around Delhi to confuse farmers. They are being scared that after the new agricultural reforms, the land of the farmers will be occupied by others. Tell me, if a dairy has a contract of collecting milk from you, do they take away your cattle too? Unquote. The Prime Minister added that the government of India is always committed to the farmers' welfare. The central government has stated that though they are willing to continue talks and negotiations with the farmers, they will not repeal the laws. This comes after 20 days of protests by the farmers demanding the complete scrapping of all the three new laws. Meanwhile, the Haryana police have said that more than 60,000 protesters are camping at the border with Delhi and that it cannot take more people as the situation is increasingly turning unsustainable. The BJP has once again instructed its Delhi unit to launch its farmer outreach program in the capital's villages and outskirts and to use social media and distribute leaflets in newspapers and booklets that it has published for the Sikh community to clear misconceptions regarding the laws. In Punjab, Shiromani Akali Dal President Sukhbir Singh Badal has called former ally BJP as the real Tukre Tukre gang. He said that the BJP is trying to push patriotic Punjab into communal flames. In a tweet, Badal said, and I quote, It has smashed national unity to pieces, shamelessly inciting Hindus against Muslims, and now desperately setting peace-loving Punjabi Hindus against their Sikh brethren, especially farmers. They are pushing patriotic Punjab into communal flames. Unquote. Reliance Geo, meanwhile, has accused Airtel and Vodafone Idea of trying to turn the customer's perspective against the company by taking advantage of the farmers' protests. In its letter to the telecom regulator on December 10th, the company claimed that rival networks created an impression that Jio stood to gain from the three new farm laws. In response, Etel has said that Jio's complaint deserved to be thrown out with the contempt that it deserves. The company said, and I quote, it is in poor taste and is scurrilous to say the least, unquote. What is MSP? 
How does the APMC Mandi work? Where is the food for the protesting farmers coming from? What does the middleman do? Why are the farmers so pissed with the government? These are questions on everyone's mind these days, but a few seem to have the clear answers. So, a thorough city lad that he is, my colleague Meghnath decided to go to the Singhu border himself and ask some very basic questions to the protesting farmers. Here is a short audio clip from his video. I come from the city. I've never seen any agriculture. So, if I have to ask you a question about this, then first of all, you have to understand how you work. So, I came to that. So, I just asked one question, what is happening in Mandi? मंडी में जब हम अपने फसल लेकर जाते हैं उसका गवर्नमेंट का एक एमएसपी या मिनिमम सेल प्राइस वो उससे कम नहीं खरीद सकती अच्छा ये अब क्या है अब वो एमएसपी उसने तोड़ दिया जो गन्ने का गेहूं का भाव है 2000 वो अब अब मिलेगा इसके टूटने के बाद 800 900 1000 में इसलिए � Watch the complete video on our website newsonry.com or on our YouTube channel. A 104-year-old man, Chandrahar Das, who had been declared a foreigner by a tribunal in Assam, has died. He suffered from a heart attack and died in his son's ramshackle cottage in Assam's Kachar district on Sunday. Das's three children and grandchildren too were left out of the National Register of Citizens for Assam because of his citizenship status. According to the Hindustan Times, Das came to India from East Pakistan in 1955. He was issued a refugee certificate in Tripura, but it was not verified by the authorities. He was declared a foreigner despite the fact that people living in Assam before 1971 are considered to be Indian citizens. He had spent three months in a detention camp in Assam two years ago and was hopeful after the Citizenship Amendment Act was introduced last year that he would be able to prove his citizenship. Newty, his daughter, while talking to Indian Express, said, and I quote, All he wanted was to die as an Indian. And we tried, we ran from court to court, from advocates to social workers, submitted all the papers, and just like that, he's gone. We are still foreigners in the eyes of the law. The Citizenship Amendment Act did nothing for us. Unquote. Modi government's Citizenship Amendment Act was meant to give citizenship to people like Das, Hindu-persecuted minorities in their countries of residence who were forced to migrate to India. Over 19 lakh people out of 3.3 crore were left out of the final list of the updated citizens' database that was published in August last year. The number of people left out comprised around 6% of Assam's entire population. Meanwhile, in Bengal, while addressing a rally in Jalpaiguri, Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee said that refugee colonies have been recognised in the state and no one needs to fear the National Register of Citizens, the Citizenship Amendment Act or the National Population Register. She also accused the BJP of trying to convert West Bengal into, and I quote, riot-torn Gujarat and dared the union government to impose President's rule in the state. She said, and I quote, BJP has created a new religion of riots and hatred among communities. Unquote. The basic problem of sifting Indians from foreigners in a poor country on the basis of documents from 50 or more years ago will remain. And the Sam journalist Samrat says, an All India NRC will only benefit a handful of unscrupulous politicians. In a piece titled The Same, he writes, and I quote, 
The NRC project originated in Assamese subnationalism but has since been hijacked along with Assam agitation leaders by Hindu nationalism. The roots of the movement in Assam lie in the partition of India in which the Silhad district of Assam went to East Pakistan, now Bangladesh, in 1947. However, to the dismay of many Assamese, the Silhati Hindus did not go to East Pakistan. Instead, they were driven out of that place in the religious riots following partition and gradually trickled into India and specially into West Bengal and Assam. The genesis of both the NRC and the Citizenship Amendment Bill lie in that history. Unquote. To find out more, do read the complete piece on our website newslaundry.com. In Delhi, 5,000 nurses from All India Institute of Medical Sciences or AIMS decided to go on strike since yesterday. Their demand includes clarity on salary structure and a freeze on hiring on contract. The Union Health Ministry on Monday directed the chief of AIMS to ensure that there was no disruption in services despite the indefinite strike by the nurses. Director Randeep Guleria made an emotional appeal to the nurses even invoking Florence Nightingale and asked them to call off their agitation during the time of the pandemic. A spokesperson for the union told NDTV that nurses had been making these demands for a long time. Last year the government had reportedly called them to a meeting and assured a solution to their issues only to procrastinate indefinitely. As we record this podcast there is news coming in that Delhi High Court has issued an order restraining AIMS Nurses Union from continuing with its ongoing strike. The Kerala State Election Commission has sought an explanation from Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan over complaints from the opposition Congress and BJP. The parties claimed that he had violated the model code of conduct by saying that the COVID-19 vaccine would be made available free of cost in the state. Vijayan had made the statement to the media on Saturday. State Election Commissioner V Bhaskaran said that the next action would be decided after getting an explanation from the Chief Minister. Meanwhile, the three-phase local body elections in Kerala ended on Monday with four northern districts going to poll in the final phase. The elections in the state are being seen as a foreteller of the future of the left government in Kerala with assembly polls scheduled for April May in 2021. And now for some international updates. COVID-19 has infected more than 72.8 million people around the world and killed over 1.62 million. The first doses of an FDA authorized COVID-19 vaccine have been delivered to all the 50 states in the United States. This comes less than a year after the disease was first spotted in the US. Operation Warp Speed, a public-private effort, developed the Pfizer vaccine in less than a year. Delivery has been speedy as well. Shipping companies like FedEx and UPS started transport on Sunday and completed all first-day vaccine deliveries. US Surgeon General Jerome Adams called the rollout of the vaccine tremendous. In the meantime, thousands of Americans are dying from the virus every day. On Monday afternoon the national death toll from covid related reasons surpassed 300,000. Canada too began its inoculation campaign against covid-19 on Monday by injecting frontline healthcare workers and elderly nursing home residents and became the third nation in the world to administer the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine. Meanwhile, a new strain of coronavirus that has shown up in England's genomic surveillance in the last 2 months may have spread to the south of England. The strain contains a number of different mutations and has been detected in parts of the south where cases of the virus are rising fastest. 
In other news, vaccine developer Moderna Incorporated said on Monday that it was informed by the European Medicines Agency that certain documents related to pre-submission talks of its COVID-19 vaccine candidate were unlawfully accessed in a cyber attack on the medicines regulator. And before I sign off, dear listeners, here is a tiny appeal. Please find time to go through our website, newslaundry.com. We have a ton of ground reports, other podcasts, video interviews and satire shows. Do check out our latest series of ground reports and videos on the farmer's agitation. And if you think our work deserves your support, please let us know by hitting that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. You see, the very idea on which News Laundry was founded was to keep news independent from the clutches of advertisers and sponsors. Because of this, we choose to remain a 100% ad-free news platform and count on people like you who understand the importance of keeping media independent. Our survival depends on your support. So please pay to keep news free and subscribe to News Laundry. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.